All right, Servus, friends, family, listeners. Welcome to Servus Crowd, uh, another episode of Germany for non-Germans. And I hope you survived and you enjoyed la the last episode um, where we talked about the Hof. This week, no celebrity talk, no gossip, not hating on Austria for bringing all the bad things upon us. Um, this time, we're actually going to focus on a few stereotypes that are still out there. And I thought, hey, 2021 stereotypes, long be gone, but no. Ever since I started this podcast, I've gotten so many more questions about all those stereotypes. And maybe I'm just more privy to it by now, just, just like seeing all those things, because I'm trying to keep an open ear towards those things to talk about it on the podcast. So here we go. Seven, the top, I, I, I made a list of like top seven stereotypes I, I've been seeing, hearing when I just ask on Facebook, Twitter and so on, like, what are your German stereotypes? And I live abroad, obviously, so I just ask my friends here, like, what do you think about us? And you can't see it because it's a podcast only, but I actually have my hand, uh, my head in my hand because it's already hurt just thinking about it. So let's talk about it. Non-Germans, here are your top seven stereotypes about us. And then I'm going to try to either agree or refute it vehemently. <laughs> so stereotype number one, of course, Germans are unfriendly. And I want to react with like WTF, but this would show that I'm not friendly. So the thing is, A, it's not true. <laughs> We are super friendly. No, I think the problem is, the problem here, and it goes now down and now the, the media scholar comes out of me. That's, that now goes down to, of course, like how different cultures communicate in German. It's just like a culture where we communicate and we are friendly, we're happy with like close friends, but not with like any, any random person, right? So if you go meet someone for the first time, you're not gonna be like, hey, yeah, give me a hug. That's just not how it goes. So that, that might be for someone from, from the US who's like more touchy-feely, might be like, oh, Germans, they're not that open, they're not that friendly. However, I think in, when it comes to conversations, for example, Germans are rather friendly. We're not BSing around with like, yeah, hey, awesome. We don't have those fill words usually. But if you go to a supermarket, for example, even in Berlin, which is supposedly one of the most unfriendly cities in Germany, and yeah, people can be like rather bossy and straightforward and in your face, but they still like, if you interact with them in a professional level, they're still going to say like, Hey, how can I help you? What's happening? And so on. So the politeness is there on a professional level. Then it might not be as open um, as like other cultures, like I said, for example, in the US or maybe even also in more in Southern Europe, uh, Italy, Spain and the like. But um, that's not because they're, they're inherently unfriendly. It's more like, see, there's like insecure, shy, like the Germans are more shy and they need to, they need some time to open up. And once they open up to you, once you want the heart and the trust of a German, <laughs> they will be your friends forever. It's just that they, like, really like, a sh like a shy person, they're not really sure how to interact with, with like strangers or people that they, they're not that close with in public. Like, should they now hug you, shake your hand? Hmm. How am I supposed to, hey, yeah, the awkward moment. German, Germans hate those awkward situations. And Germans feel awkward very easily, I believe. And I'm German, so yes, I do. <laughs> so I think that that's the issue. That's why we seem to be unfriendly. I don't think that most of us necessarily are unfriendly uh, by default. It, 
Then uh, the second point, of course, is also the language is just rather direct compared to other languages. Like if you speak English, for example, especially in the US, um, or also other languages like Spanish, for example, or even here, I'm based in Bangkok in Thailand right now. And if I speak Thai, it's also completely different. It's like more flowery, more like you beat around the bush a little bit more because they're trying to be more polite. And in Germany, politeness means be straight with me. Don't don't like make it sound nicer. Don't put extra sugar on it. Um, yeah, I don't need it. Give it to me straight. That's the polite thing to do. And I think that's also one thing that leads to Germans being apparently impolite, unfriendly, um, because we're so straight. And yes, I did run into lots of problems working abroad. Like lots of times I just said, no, I don't like it. <laughs> or that's not good. Do something. You have to do something else. Um, but you learn to live with it, of course, when you live abroad, obviously. But if you, for example, um, an expat living in Germany, then you might want to get used to like this unfriendliness, that perceived unfriendliness that it actually is not unfriendliness. It just means they don't know you yet. Once they know you, they're going to open their hearts and arms and homes and everything to you. So yeah, don't be intimidated by it. Second stereotype that I have on my list, and I think that's actually true. <laughs> Like and that was one thing that that lots of people said that was crazy. I was like, "Hey guys, what are your stereotypes? What do you think about Germans and stereotypes?" And they're like, "Efficiency." <laughs> and to be efficient with like the second stereotype, I have to say yes, and finished. Yes, of course, we are very efficient. Um, yes. Um, what else should I say? <laughs> definitely, definitely. And that's one thing that bothers me when I live abroad. And I'm trying to get used to it. I've been living abroad for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And, and I'm still not used to it, to this inefficiency everywhere. <laughs> I don't want to make the joke that like if we would have won back then, it, the whole world would be more efficient. But it would. And now I get banned from I, I, Apple Podcasts. Um, now, efficiency is just, I think, that yeah, I, ingrained in Germans. Um, we try to optimize everything. That's why lots of Germans, and I think it's getting better with the younger ones, the Gen Z right now, and so, but, but in my peer group, like millennials and of course older, um, I think we have this efficiency still somewhat ingrained. And then if, some, if someone changes, if you make a plan, right, you say, hey, on Saturday, we're going to do this and this and this and that. And the German is going to plan everything and have to plan in his head. And then when you, it's like Friday night or Saturday morning, and you're like, hey, you're supposed to do this today, but let's change the plan. The German is going to be like, what? I planned this in my head for four days. Are you freaking crazy right now? We're not going to try. I hate you. Unfriend. Block. Leave me alone. We're not doing anything today. And instead of adjusting the plan or instead of saying, okay, let's stick to the old plan, the German's going to be like, F you. I'm not going to do anything right now. You destroyed my mental plan. I planned everything to the max, efficiency maxed out. And you gonna come here without thinking about it and gonna change it? How dare you? That's what we think. What we say is like, huh, okay. <laughs> that, that, that's that's um, my take on German efficiency. By the way, um, that also reflects in Germany's GDP, by the way. Number four in the world, I think. Um, at least the last time I checked. So take this. Yes. <laughs> um, hand in hand with this goes the third stereotype that also, of course, everybody tells me all the time. Germans love rules. Yes, you know why we love rules? Rules make things be more efficient. That's why we like rules. 
I know you make fun for us for stopping at a red traffic light, but you know why we stop at a red traffic light? Because it makes the traffic more efficient. Also because traffic lights in Germany work compared to other countries. Hey, Bangkok. Um, where, you th where, the, where the traffic lights just seem to work arbitrarily. Like, whatever. Like, here you've... We also, by the way, we also don't have numbers counting down the seconds on a traffic light. Because we don't need it. <laughs> uh, we are focused enough. Oh, God, I'm gonna get, like, cancelled by everybody today. Now, so why do we love rules? Rules make things just easier, more efficient. If there are stupid rules and if the rules don't make sense, the Germans going to be the first ones to say, hey, this rule doesn't make sense. Let's get rid of the rule. Let's have another rule. Let's improve the rule. Yeah, but of course, rules like traffic lights and the like do make sense because they are there for a reason. If the rule doesn't infringe with your personal, with your, in your personality, your self-fulfillment and so on, we are cool with it. If the rule infringes in privacy, public, whatever, the way you want to present yourself and grow as a person, then we do have a problem with it and we will go on the streets for that. So it's not like Germans obey to just everything. And Germans obey, they embrace rules if the rules make sense. If the rules don't make sense, we will go to the streets. And I think actually Germans go to the streets quite often, especially also compared to other countries. It's of course also because it's safe in Germany, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, praise the Lord if you're rel rel religious, um, but demonstrating is rather safe in Germany, unlike other countries, uh, for example, the country that I'm um, broadcasting from right now. So it's, it's, it's rather safe, so that's why Germans can go onto the streets. But yes, we do like um, lo laws, rules, if they make sense. If they don't make sense, if it's like if there's like an anti anti LGBTQAI plus rule, for example, a law or whatever, Germans are the first ones to be on the street and to demonstrate, especially in Berlin, in the capital, very diverse uh, city, people are going to be on the streets to demonstrate. If there's, I mean, now, of course, also with the mask and stuff, but I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, um, there are also demonstrations against it, of course. Um, not saying that should, I'm just giving as an example that even that's a rule, people are not following it. Um, so, I mean, it's a loud minority, but still, There are lots of people against it. So it's not that we blindly follow all the rules. All right. Um, I'm hesitating because I wanted to make like a, a world war uh, a comparison, but then I was like, hmm, maybe, but maybe we, I think we learned from that. We learned from the second world war somewhat, maybe not even actively anymore because Gen Z is so young, but also like passively in regards to, yeah, rules are cool, but we know where it can lead to. So let's just not follow all the rules. Let's, let's always think about it. Um, And of course, this is getting, of course, um, more difficult with the more fake news are out there. I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying censor news, by the way. I'm just saying, uh, of course, knowing which rules to follow is going to get more difficult. So back to the point, though, if the rules make sense, yes, we follow it. If they don't make sense, we're like, no, get rid of the rule. All right, cool. The fourth one. That's the one that made me mad because <laughs> I never heard this before from anyone. And then I asked on social media and then I had like, like, like I think I, I, I didn't, I don't have it open here, but I had like five or six mentions about German food being terrible. What, what, how dare you? What in the world? What German food have you tried? Oh my, German food is amongst the best food in the world, obviously. <laughs> um... That's just because you guys don't know food. 
I'm, 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 I'm kidding. I'm exaggerating. But um, I mean, it's obviously that must be like some personal, like don't know, bias or something. Because even here in Bangkok, where I'm based, there are lots of German restaurants, and they're always full with like non-Germans. So I would, as with every other cuisine as well, Italian, French, whatnot. So all, all the foreign f restaurants are very well visited here in in Bangkok as well, which I'm just taking as an example right now. So I would assume that. And there is some good German food there. Uh, schnitzel, come on, everyone loves a schnitzel. Um, I think the problem here is maybe that it's so heavy on the on the meat or like that the sizes are so big. It's heavy on meat and potato, potato-based stuff, right? Or carbs, like potato, um, fries maybe, um, potato salad, <laughs> potato everything, uh, bread, lots of bread and so on. So it's, it's rather heavy. So maybe that's, that's what um, turns a few people off there. I think... Um, and I did research on this, so now hear me out because I was so offended by this. Germany has 309 restaurants with Michelin stars. More than any country except France, but it doesn't count Italy. Okay, pizza is the best food in the world anyways. And Japan, and Japan also doesn't count because they're just crazy. I mean, with the detailed orientedness, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Um, also, and I can't believe you have to argue this, German bakery is clearly the most superior bakery in the world. And you cannot tell me otherwise. I tried it all. And yes, French, French bakery, not bad. Baguettes, great. Yes, but a German Brötchen, German pretzel, like a German, not, not the that American pretzel stuff, like a real German pretzel. Come on, there's nothing better. Don't, don't, don't even try to argue. I know you know it. <laughs> German bakery is the best and you know it. All right, there you go. We agree on this. I know we agree on this. Um, by the way, I, I do have to say that like this typical, stereotypical German food, like this, this white sausage thingy and sauerkraut <laughs> is definitely not my favorite. I, I, I honestly, I started eating it ever since I left Germany just for like memory's sake. But when I lived in Germany, I would never eat it. I don't like it. I didn't like it either. Now it's okay. Yeah, but other food is just great. Other, especially, like I said, bakery and the sausage stuff is just superior to so many other countries there. <laughs> yeah, come, come, let get, keep the hate coming. I can't, I can't uh, wait for it. That goes hand in hand with the next point. I'm like, hey guys, what do you think of Germany? One word answer, Oktoberfest. And I'm, fr I'm from Bavaria. The Oktoberfest is in the province of Bavaria. It's in Munich, which is the capital of Bavaria. And I am from, not the capital, I am from the province of Bavaria. And I hate the Oktoberfest. I do not own a pair of lederhosen, those, those costumes that the, that the guys are wearing there. And I've only been there once in my whole life, just because I thought, okay, I gotta see it once in real life. And I hated it. And it is nothing, well, nothing is too, too harsh of it, but it is, it is definitely not a representation of German culture. It's a representation of what foreigners think German culture looks like. <laughs> and that's about it. It's like, yeah, they, they, they wear Bavarian dresses and they, they play Bavarian blast music, the, the, the music, the Uftadam music. Yes, that is true. And yes, that's played in like other traditional festivals as well. Correct. But the way it's being presented and the way it's over the top and crazy is just insane. And by the way, Oktoberfest happens in September. Just saying. 
for all those fake Oktoberfests around the world that are happening right now in October. It's supposed to be in September. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to be less angry now. <laughs> uh, and the, the second but last stereotype actually is true. Another like very often one word answer or two words answer like cars, autobahn, cars, autobahn, Germans and cars, Germans. Yeah, that is true. You know why? Because we make the best cars. <laughs> ah, I like this podcast today where I can just be cocky and then um, I don't mind anymore. We're always so humble and stuff trying to be, <laughs> we're going to be cocky right now just for once. And Germans love cars. Yes, we love driving fast. Yes, because we can. You know why we're allowed to drive fast? And that might be about to change with the, with the, with the new um with the new government, the new coalition, let's see about that um, for environmental purposes. So can't really argue with that, unfortunately. Like safety environment, I'm all for it. Um, but I'm, I am glad that I grew up or that I made my driving license when we still could like go really fast on the autobahn. Um, it was just fun. I know it's not environmental friendly, so I'm all for capping it. Um, but it was just fun. Uh, you know why? Because The German driving license is hard AF. <laughs> you actually have to take like whatever, 30 driving lessons, 30 theory lessons. Then you have like a theory test. It's not a, just a BS, sorry, BS test like in other countries um, where, where you can just look up the answer. So it's really, you have to really study for it. Like it, it was harder than some of my school exams that I had to take. And the driving exam is also way tougher usually than... The ones that I've seen here, for example, yeah, you have to go on different roads, different, like go on the highway, go on like a, an inner city road, go on a different road, go on like a road in, in the middle of nowhere. They're going to check if you know how fast you're allowed to drive, even if there are no signs. They, they make you like park, return, reverse, turn around, whatever. They make you do everything all the time. And if you don't do it well, you have two mistakes and, and then you fail and you have to do it again. It's freaking expensive too. That's why Germans are... Oh, generally speaking decent drivers and that's why they love cars so much and of course also because well which other car brands besides mercedes bmw and volkswagen vw is there right right exactly we the best cars <laughs> all right so lastly last stereotype that i heard and i just heard it this morning when i had like actually um A presentation <laughs> someone actually spoke German in that meeting and she was like yeah I studied German at uni but man it's tough because it's such a tough ugly language I'm like why are you studying if you say that and she's like no no I don't mean ugly I mean like it's just tough and like just so rough I'm like okay I get what you're saying and yeah it's I think it's less melodic than Italiano or Espanol uh, of course But is it really aggressive? I'm not sure. The thing is, and I got it once, I was, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago or so. I, was in, I lived in Australia in Sydney and my girlfriend back then visited me when I was done with work for like a two-week holidays or something. And then she came to my place where I stayed and we were just talking. And my flatmates heard us and they were like coming in like, hey guys, you okay? Are you fighting? And we're like, We're not fighting, we're just, we're just talking. Um, so I do get that it's not that melodic and that it might sound, sound a little bit blunt, but it's not. Um, actually, we have it, German has its own flow in there and there are a few like more, I don't know how to say it, throaty sounds, um, but 
they're usually like softened out, rounded, like everyday German usually. And there are lots, we do have lots of, lots of uh, and sh sounds. And that actually, if you pronounce them correctly, if you pronounce them like and sh and, and not, not like in American movies, like that's not how we pronounce it. <laughs> okay, they are pronounced like the ch is and the sh is sh. So or the sch sh. So it's actually ra rather soothing. It's not. It's not that. It's not. That's not German. That's a fake German accent. This is not how we speak. Um, so I think that just comes from Germans being depicted as the villains very often for a long time after the Second World War. Of course, in movies and shows and so on. And every time someone played a German, they had like this accent, which is actually not true. Also. Um, I mean, yeah, I just, I just, I'm cocky today because I'm, so I'm, I'm debating all those stereotypes. So I just said, German poetry is ridiculously cool. Like the wording and so on. I mean, I assume it's in every language the case. So please tell me how it is in Spanish, Italian and so on. But as someone, of course, who wasn't into literature per se when I was growing up, of course, because most teens aren't. But then once I started to read more, and I read Goethe, Schiller, some of the ones that you might know, didn't like Schiller too much usually, to be honest, but Goethe like had a, had a great way with words, um, for example, which I'm still impressed by today, like 30 years later or so. I, 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 did I just give away my age? <laughs> so... I do understand why it doesn't sound as calming, melodic, and so on to the outsider, but I don't think it's that harsh of a language, to be honest. All right, so that's it from me for today, ranting about stereotypes. If you have more stereotypes about Germans, throw it my way. <laughs> I, I do hope, and back to like one of the first points, like Germans are unfriendly or not funny. I, did, I didn't even get this too much, by the way, the, the funny thing, the German humor thing. Um, but that might be number eight, uh, German humor. I hope you understood that everything I said was like more or less in jest today. Like I tried to exaggerate a little bit to like be a bit cocky on purpose and to get you going and thinking about it, hopefully. Um, but please don't take it too serious. Unless I hate on Austria, then of course it's very serious. Because <laughs> they don't have their own language. There, I said it. All right, that's it. That, that's it for all my Austrian friends. are going to unfriend me now. All two of them. That's it for this week. Servus crowd um, debating, refuting, rebuttling uh, German stereotypes. Let's see what we do next time. If you have any specific questions, um, anything you want to know, uh, email is funkitpod at gmail.com at funkitpod on social media. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe to, uh, to this podcast. Rate the podcast. That really helps. I know it's like a bit of a, of a, of a work. You have to go like to the episode and then go like to rate and then leave the rating. But it really helps um, people to find it. So that's really cool of you if you do that. So thank you very much. That's it for today. Thanks for joining. Take care. Stay safe. And don't forget, we are funny. <laughs> Servus. <laughs>